There are graves already dug outside of town designed for troublemakers. Some people can wake up in the middle of the night without a problem. For Patch Kincaid, his attitude about waking up is directly proportional to why he was woken up. Patch's past becomes more understandable as he emerges from a new dream at 2.15 a.m. In the dream he had been transported by jet to a landing field in a tundra region probably the Arctic. Then he was inside a military-like dome and hooked up to tubes. They were trying to stop his information from going to the Chinese by selectively removing memories. The phone rings and then clicks. Upon calling the front desk he learns it was a raspy voice man who had called the hotel switchboard. Dr. Alexander Moon has a raspy voice. This chapter reads like a sci-fi book with a mad scientist, but there's more to it. As Patch confronts Moon in the Thunderbird parking lot Moon relays valuable information about the Kennedy assassination. He said Patch would have no mission now and he says, I would have told you. I know why he died. Patch doesn't understand that Moon knows the reason why Kennedy died, and that Patch's mission now is to stop Kennedy from dying in Dallas. All of this becomes irrelevant when Moon is gunned down in the parking lot. McWillie reacts to Moon's death, there are graves already dug outside of town designed for troublemakers. Without Sherry by his side Patch eventually returns to the hotel room. He is awakened by Jack the next morning. Jack is sorry about the broad leaving. The Dallas nightclub owner has received information that Moon harassed Johnny Rosselli in L.A. and men were sent to tail him to Vegas. Jack and his associates are impressed how Patch faced down Moon in the parking lot. But that doesn't stop him from handing Patch a 38 revolver. Jack has bought breakfast for Patch and tells him to hurry up because they have a long ride to Dallas ahead of them. Someone knocks at the door back in the room as Patch prepares to leave. He slides the security chain only to see Sherry behind a food cart. She turned the Impala around in the middle of the night at Pony Springs because she couldn't leave Patch behind in Vegas. He kisses her madly and she proclaims that some things in life only happen once. At Jack's Oldsmobile he counts something in the trunk and records the number on a clipboard pad. He's glad to see Sherry back and says lemon and lime names he gave them, back together again. Patch tells Jack he's in charge to which he responds, just the way I like it. In writing about a real person, it's important to stick to the facts as Jack Webb used to say on Dragnet. Jack Ruby does have a dog named Cleo whom he calls his wife, and an Oldsmobile. His expression is, take the play away. But Jack is transporting guns which has been his stock and trade for years especially to Cuba. This is enhanced when Patch sees the weapons and ammunition in Jack's trunk during a New Mexico gas station stop where Jack is screaming on the pay phone for 15 minutes. Jack Ruby had a temper, no doubt about that. And we learn that Lee Oswald is in New Orleans as if he were stationed there. When Patch asks why Jack emphatically tells him to stop asking questions Jack proclaims, stop asking your questions. It will only get you into trouble. Then they are off to Dallas. Chapters 9 and 10 on SoundCloud and complete book at audible.com.